part of the Another Realm Media Network. Coming up in this episode. I was able to help him move on to the light because I, I can help spirits move on to the light. I, I can tell the spirits to uh, close your eyes and envision a bright light. And, and they will in some cases. And I say, now when you see that light, I want you to walk towards it and, and don't look back, just keep walking. And you got family on the other side that's waiting for you. And, and it works. I mean, I help them move over, cross over. Yeah, I've actually, uh, I've done a little bit of that myself uh, over the last couple of years. Um, and uh, usually, you know, I, I equate it to um, the body, right? When the body dies, the energy that's released with the death of the body itself, that's the energy they're supposed to use to travel to the other side. But be like you said, they don't either, they don't realize they're dead or um, they don't want to go. And so they stay here, they, mo- they miss that opportunity. So instead they need some energy release from someone else. Welcome to this episode of Mysterial Experiences, where we delve into the heart of mystery and the ethereal. Today we invite you on a voyage through shadowed realms of the unexplained. From spectral whispers to cosmic enigmas, join us as we explore tales and phenomena that challenge our understanding of reality, and a quest to uncover truths hidden in the fabric of the extraordinary. Prepare for a journey into the unknown, where each revelation is a step closer to unraveling the mysterious. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of Mysterial Experiences. I'm your host, as always, Josh Rutledge, taking you on this journey to try to understand what these experiences are uh, and why they happen specifically to humans. I have never heard of a case of a human being abducted and they look over and on the table next to them is a dog or a cat or any other animal. So I don't even know if abductions or any of these experiences happen for any other animal, any other life form on the planet other than humans. And so I have to wonder if there's something specific about humans that they're happening for. Um, you know, you might listen to the ideas and uh, of Dolores Cannon or others and say, well, they're they're here to, to help guide us or uh, to help us understand the, the path that we're on and the things that we're here to learn, etc. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. And so that not knowing is what has led me to start this podcast and to talk with people and understand their experiences, their ideas, their theories, etc. <clears throat> so for the show for today, we have uh, Chris Harmon, who is a, uh, a UFO investigator, a paranormal investigator, um, a, a psychic, uh, does psychic healing, um, and he is with the uh, Something Wicked Paranormal Investigations. You can Google that and come back with their Facebook page, their YouTube channel. Uh, they've got some pretty interesting content on there as well. And so we talked to Chris today about his his own personal experiences, what got him into doing these, um, pursuing this path, and then kind of some of the things that he's encountered uh, along the way uh, with doing the investigations that he's done and working with people from a psychic perspective or uh, meditation, etc. So make sure you stick around and um, 
hear what Chris has to say. We get into some pretty interesting conversation. Again, just a reminder, if you have had an experience and you would like to either come on the show and talk about it or send me the experience and I'll read it aloud to anybody who's listening, you can email me at Josh Rutledge, that's R-U-T-L-E-D-G-E, at MysterialExperiences.com. Great. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So thanks around for sticking around after the break. Uh, we've got with us a guest, uh, Chris Harmon, uh, who is a, a UFO investigator, a paranormal investigator, a psychic reader. And we know each other uh, through the MADAR network, um, which uh, for those that don't know, MADAR is a nice little box that you set in your house and it monitors continuously for data that may be indicative of a UFO experience. So Chris, welcome to the show. Welcome, Chuck. Welcome. Glad to be here. <laughs> so, um, as the name of the podcast uh, implies, mysterious experiences, looking at anything that really the world considers outside of the norm or, you know, paranormal, uh, UFO-y, there really, really isn't a word that encompassed all of it. So, I created one, mysterious. Um, so, given that you've said UFO investigator, paranormal investigator, psychic reader, sounds like you've got stuff across the gambit i do i work uh, in multiple areas of mufon uh in the ert as a abduction counselor um i work as a star team member and a field investigator as well i do a paranormal investigations uh on television uh our show something wicked which can also be found on facebook and youtube as well and uh i work as a psychic reader and a psychic healer i do uh healings for people as well as finding lost items uh people different things so whatever whatever i'm hired for okay so um obviously across those different things uh since you've gotten involved you've probably had more experiences but can you think about it maybe like one of your earlier experiences that led you to be interested in the area i guess one of the earliest experiences i had was um as a child i used to have um these beings that would come in and they would um be near my uh i say the foot of my bed or some cases i felt like they were hovering over but i was too scared at the time as a child to look at them and it wasn't until years later as i was a little bit older when i was able finally had the courage to turn around and i saw one um and i come to find out uh when i looked at it it was not it was not uh really that scary at all it looked just like a you and me sitting here um it had its head cocked and, and it had its uh like a smile on its face kind of a uh, a clown type smile in a way mm. kind of and uh, that's what uh when i saw that i realized there was nothing to be fearful of and i was never harmed by any of my experiences growing up uh and so mo most of my experiences were quite uh quite peaceful i mean other than the fact that i had a fear of what was there but as i got older i overcame that right i mean um you know what we fear we uh destroy and i'm glad you didn't uh, go the route of you know hitting it with a baseball bat or anything that you may have had in your room at the time um do you how did those experiences that you had as a kid i mean obviously it left you with an intrigue about what this is but is there anything else that it really changed about you personality wise when I mean, you look back was there something that you behaved one way and then once you had that experience you behaved a different way um well yeah uh, come to find out because i tried to have a career as a uh, professional photographer or even a musician, different things. But I failed at all of that. I continuously failed. 
reason why I kept failing was because the ETs, the extraterrestrials, uh, were trying to get me to understand the, that I had the ability to help others because I could, I could fail at trying to have a career, but I would always succeed at helping other people. And it was weird because I would always be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Somebody's choking, somebody's getting ready to, to fall over, uh, somebody's having an accident. I would always be in that right spot, at that right place, at the moment something would happen. And I thought it, it was kind of weird that, that, that I was in that place at the right time, constantly, but yet I was also upset because I could not have a career and I, I would try so hard. And finally, one day, how things changed was I uh, kind of began to think maybe my job on Earth is to help other people because that's what e that's what ETs do is they help other people. Mm -hmm. I began to think maybe that was my what I was supposed to do in life. So one day I was looking up into the sky and I made a promise to the uh, ETs and to whoever could hear me up there. I said, I'll make a deal. I said, if you let me have a career and do all the things I want to do, I promise I will never stop helping other people. I'll always put that first. And when I said that, instantly, my career took off. I got a call from the Travel Channel to do a television show. Um, I became a professional photographer and became a paranormal investigator. And through paranormal investigations is where I learned about MUFON. And then I got involved in that. And, and because of the uh, experiences I had growing up as a kid, it has led me to being where I'm at right now. Mm. Did you, um, oh, I mean, number one, uh, congratulations on finding your purpose and following your purpose, because I really think that that's something that we're all here to try to figure out. And many people go their entire lives without really <laughs> understanding what their purpose is. Um, and I also think that, you know, just to throw it in there, that I don't think your purpose is not you specifically, but just people in general, their purpose is necessarily to like, if it's to help people, it's to be a doctor, right? In your case, you're helping people without being in the medical field, right? Um, so <clears throat> uh, I think that there's a way that you can find your purpose and do things that still scratch the itch that you have. If you're a technology person or if you're a, a software person or if you're a people person, you can do the things that still fulfill what you're here to accomplish as your purpose. So congratulations on finding your purpose. Um, secondarily, is there... Uh, I, I talked to a lot of people, myself included, that went through a phase where um, maybe as a child, you you know, you were interested, you were intrigued, you were um, really wanted to know what these things were. But then life got in the way or your parents told you you had to grow up <laughs> one day. Um, and so you kind of you kind of push that the, the magic, I'll say you kind of push that down. And then later on in life when you are given the opportunity to kind of explore it again, then it all just kind of comes rushing back in and you're trying to put together a 10,000 piece puzzle puzzle um, while also juggling uh, while you're driving in a car going down the road or something. Um, so I'm just curious, have you, did you have that experience or did you pretty much keep the magic, you know, in place throughout your entire life? I know, of course I work, I've been in the grocery business for uh, 25 years. I started there right out of high school, almost. And I still work there a few days a week just to help out. Of course, I reach a lot more people if I help everybody everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that pleases the ETs. Um, they haven't never let me down. But uh, yeah, I've had people, even even my parents, uh, a few times that, that, that have thought that this was you know nonsense work, that you know I'm being, I'm being uh, fed a bunch of lies and make-believe stuff on ETs and ghosts and all that. 
but they never had an experience that I know of. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now they're starting to come around and realize that this stuff is real because of people I work with and, and of course all the help I am mm-hmm. and doing all this psychic work and psychic healing. Uh, everybody is starting to realize now that this is this is a, a profession like a job, and they realize that um, that 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 I'm really doing a, a great deal to the whole world, really. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, in, in that regard, do you feel like uh, you are gaining the respect back from your peers that maybe you had lost before, or um, maybe that doesn't matter to you? Um, just curious. Oh yeah, um, it, it 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 has uh, gained gained a lot more. Um, people have turned their head, turned around, and started uh, speaking to me a lot more because before I did all this, people just looked at me as just a a guy that would uh you know, and in, in I guess you could say bad groceries in, in a way. Mm, and right. since I started doing all of this work years ago, people have now that that didn't like me are now coming around asking for help, asking for uh, friendship, and so on and so forth. It's it's opened up a lot more doors and made a lot of people turn heads and start recognizing uh stuff that they didn't yeah. see before um so real quick i want to take a quick shift uh this is a little bit on a personal side for me um i'm currently looking through or, or actually just finished up reading the mufon field investigator handbook to go towards the path of becoming a mufon field investigator and <clears throat> me um personally the i'm having a really internal struggle with how do I tell someone that what they experienced was a satellite or a Venus or whatever the case would be. And, and knowing that as a field investigator, you have to come to some sort of conclusion. Is that something that you struggled with or still struggle with? Or how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. A lot of times when you're interviewing witnesses, it doesn't matter if, um, um, they may have saw a satellite or they may have saw a plane or a bird but thought it was a ufo and in most cases um of course the, the, we, we as field investigators we want that to be a ufo because because we, we like to right. investigate you know the real thing and then even the people that have had the sightings you know they're excited too just like we do i mean and, and so sometimes you know it kind of breaks your heart to have to tell somebody sorry sir or ma'am that you know what you witnessed uh turned out to be nothing more than um uh, a satellite up in space and uh here's the research i've done on it or mm-hmm. what, what you witness happened to be a a, a continental air jet or something you know going northeast what have you and, and of course you show them and explain this to them sometimes they uh they, they they feel like well i know what i saw and it wasn't a jet and then other other times you know it's like yeah i understand that yeah i kind of thought that myself but when you when you speak to them you know and and, and show them and let them know how how you came to that conclusion uh, the research we do, like going to websites like Flight Radar is a good place to mm-hmm. identify planes from the area. Um, there's different places you can go, but once you explain it to them and let them know, you know, how, how you got to the conclusion, they seem to understand. And it, it, in some cases, they don't, and, and they don't want to speak to you after that because they think you're wrong. But, of course, you can't help, you know, those that don't want to believe that it was a satellite or whatever. I guess by, you know, where I am is... Um... If the whole taking aside, taking away the move on aspect, right? If the whole idea of people having experiences is to cause them to, to kind of question the nature of their reality, right? Let's, let's assume that that's the purpose of 
aliens or whatever is 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 controlling the craft if if they're doing these things to get people to see them and have the experience and say wow there's something bigger and than whatever i've got going on in my life right now maybe i should really think my priorities or whatever the case may be does it matter if it was truly a satellite or an airplane if it still causes the person to have the reaction of let me think about my priorities, my reality, so on and so forth, to maybe live a better life or help somebody. I, I know MUFON is there to understand and solve cases, but on the flip side, if I think that I saw a UFO craft, even though it 90% chance it may have been a satellite, if I think it was a UFO craft and I go off and improve my life situation some way, what does it matter if it was actually a satellite or not? No, it doesn't really matter as long as you're, um, let's say you saw a satellite, but, but, but it, the fact that what you thought you saw might have changed your uh, life perspective. Because maybe you thought you saw a UFO and it really made an impact on your life or made you feel inspired or maybe, maybe it made you feel upset. And, and then we as investigators find that it was a UFO, that it was just, say, a satellite or a bird or something mm -hmm. of that affair. Um, <clears throat> the fact that it changed your life we're going to be there to help you get through that and uh in many cases i, I would work with a person um for a couple of months even just to get them to understand um that what they went through is okay that we're, we're here for mm -hmm. you and uh of course they were going to explain to them that even though you know you, you might have just been a satellite but but it, you know we're there for you we, we, mm -hmm. we never turn anybody down we're, we're always there no matter what and so that kind of gets into your work a little bit, I think, on the STAR team, right? So can you take just a minute in case nobody knows what the STAR team is and explain what that is? Yeah, um, well, STAR team, and we also have a group, the ERT, Experience Resource Team. And what we do in, in that aspect, that area, is we uh, help people who have been through abductions. They're traumatized, they're hurt. They, they, they've had uh, maybe several encounters throughout their life. Or maybe this is new to them. They just now start having encounters. And so they want answers. They want somebody who's going to be a compassionate listener, somebody who's going to uh, be able to understand what what they went through and help them cope with that. And maybe they, they might, in some cases, they don't, they're not for sure if they're gonna believe what happened to them because to them is it is so profound or so earth shattering that when, when we first speak with them, Sometimes they would say stuff, and even to me, like, you may not believe what, what happened, but I'm going to try to tell you the best I can, mm -hmm. hope you understand. And so I uh, speak to them, let them tell their story. As mainly what we do in the ERT is we just listen, let them explain themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes sometimes it takes a few, a few phone calls to get them to, to finally get the courage to tell us. But when they do, we let them know that, yeah, I've worked with people like that before. I'm still working with people that have had the same thing. In a lot of cases, I've been through what a lot of people have been through. And so I can relate to them and I get them in such a uh, calm state because I have words of passion and, and able to understand them. And within a few, within just a few weeks, they're now so calm and relaxed that they, they, that they are no longer afraid because I help take the fear away. Mm -hmm. And some people have gone through so much that the fear it is not going to leave their their, their body. The, their fear is, is, is like embedded into them. Mm -hmm. So I can give them, I do kind of like psychic work, but I do a meditation. And I write them out of meditation and give them some some uh, 
certain music to listen to, and I take their 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 thoughts and put them in a happy environment. Like let's say I'm working with a female, and, and her her favorite thing is is the beach. She loves the beach, the ocean, the waves, the water. It calms her. So I write her a meditation that she can read at night or even during the day if she's home, and and transport herself to that beach mm-hmm. and, and completely get her in a different environment where there's no fear, there's no harm, there's no negativity. And I've had people that have wrote back to me, even to this day, still contact me and say how pleased they are because since I gave them that meditation, they no longer have the encounters. Maybe they do. But they're in such a, uh, a, right. a different state; they're no, they're no longer experience it. Right. It's kind of like uh, there's a, a documentary out there called "What the Bleep Do We Know," and um, there's a, there's a, a section where they talk about how the Native Americans um, who were in the United States, <clears throat> of course, then not the United States, but uh, when they first saw the first European ships, that they probably didn't even see them. They probably blinked them out of their minds because. They looked like something that their minds couldn't process. They could no longer even fathom what they looked like. <clears throat> and so it's, you know, I think it's very probably true that as we have experiences, the mind is constantly trying to protect us. You know, we, we of course, we see that in the you know the psychological world and counseling and such that you go through trauma, you you all of a sudden you you miss three years of your childhood. You just can't have any memories of it. It's because you probably went through some traumatic event and your mind is protecting you from that event so you no longer see those things and so i think that in a very real way even though extraterrestrials probably don't mean to have that happen it still happens and so the mind protects you from those things that you see and so all of a sudden years later you have another experience and that brings those things back up again it can certainly profoundly impact your life and i think what you're doing to offer them some you know, um, number one, care and understanding that these are happening to all kinds of people. I mean, it, it's there's it's not like you can look at it and say there's a specific demographic that is alien encounter demographic. I don't think that that exists. And then secondarily to say, because it's happening to so many people, you're not alone. And, and we can help you work through this instead of just running away from it. It almost triggers that fight or flight activity. And so... Many people want to run from it, but instead, let's stay and try to figure out what it is and if it's really fear-worthy. Right. And in some cases, you know, they, there's so much fear embedded in their person who has been through this <clears throat> that, that it takes years for them to fully get over it. But, of course, with my help, I try to make it as painless and help them get over it as quick as possible. But if they're gonna, but there are even some cases where people, you know, they don't have any recollection of, of what happened. Mm-hmm. they know something happened because because they 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 saw the ship and then next thing they know uh it's now five o'clock in the morning i've worked with people that have had nine hours of missing time and and, and they're not in fear of of so much of uh the fact they saw the ship they're, they're in fear of what happened during those right nine hours. what happened yeah and, and then that can be very very uh, uh traumatic because now, now they're in fear of that uh, what if it happens again and has it ever happened right. before and they just didn't realize it but that's what that's why we we in the ERT we help take that fear away and even just move on in general we doesn't matter if you're an ERT or if you're just a fuel investigator you want to make the, that person feel as safe and secure as possible right. at all times 
you know, it, it's interesting because uh, you're right. I mean, I think that probably the fear more than anything is that the fear that for somehow we're not controlling some aspect of our life, right? That we feel like we have to have control of all parts of our life. And so if there's this thing that's happening that we're not in control of, that's probably what we fear more than anything is the loss of control, not so much the thing that's actually happening. Um, and so I have heard from some people that say that, you know, they've actually gone through a situation where um, they've asked, you know, the, the, the uh, contact to stop. And it has um, where, you know, there there's somewhat of a um, relationship that's established between the extraterrestrial and, and the human person that, that, that enough respect has said, you've opted not to do this anymore. We're going to respect your wishes and we're not going to do it anymore. And so I'm just curious if you've encountered that as well. I guess I've had uh, some individuals I've worked with where they have, um, they have asked for the contact to stop because they, they contacted me uh, looking for assistance because of what they've been going through. And I told them, you know, you can always, you know, tell them, you know, you do not want this, these encounters to happen anymore. And I, and I tell them, you know, you need to send them not only a telepathic message, you know, if you can, but actually say to them, you do not have permission to be here. Please end this, you know, um, contact because some people and they've been told this by the ets that when they were when they first started the abductions that they had signed a contact a contract saying that you know we have a right to take you numerous times but you can tell them you want that contract broken or if you're not having any con any contracts but you want the contact to stop and you can tell them you know please don't take me anymore or you know, just say it to them or in telepathic messages let them know you cannot take me anymore i want mm -hmm. this to end and they will, in most cases, they will. If they don't, then we take further uh, measures. Like lead underwear or something. So, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I, I, I think that, um, but bottom line, there, there is an opportunity, I think, for people to take control of this aspect of their life that they don't feel like they have control over. Um, and I think that's probably true of most aspects of the metaphysical or uh, as this podcast has labeled it, uh, the mysterial. And so talk real quick about your experience. So we, we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about UFO and alien and extraterrestrial. Um, but you've, you've done a lot of stuff on the paranormal side of the house. So the, the ghosts and spirits and things, um, <clears throat> any experiences that you want to share in that regard? Uh, yes, I've had several um, experiences, not only on television with our show, uh, something wicked, that can also be you can find our show on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and television. It's called Something Wicked uh, Paranormal Investigations. Um, but I've myself, just in general, I've had personal experiences. Um, I've had uh, what, what I would consider um, uh, like an evil presence that was in that that was in my home that uh, took advantage of me at one point. I think it followed me from because we live out in the country. We live out in the field, in the mm -hmm. country, and I think it followed me inside. And it got a hold of me and, and gave me some uh, terrible thoughts for almost 24 hours. I mean, I was, I was in the worst mood you could imagine. And I'm just, I, I thank God and pray and thankful to everybody. Nothing happened because of what I was experiencing. But uh, <clears throat> I've been threatened. I've, I've had uh, been pushed, shoved, um, you name it. Uh, during one of our episodes that we filmed, we had a uh, spirit that was so negative that he literally took a uh, Bible that was sitting on it on top of a uh, television stand 
and he threw the Bible across the room. Luckily, nobody was in the line of sight. They would have been hit because this was a, a relatively thick Bible. We're talking like 600 pages or so. Wow. But uh, <clears throat> um, we've had some pretty uh, interesting encounters. Uh, recently, we got we have an episode coming out uh, real soon, and in, in that episode, you'll see me uh, with a stuffed animal, and I'm asking uh, for the spirits to come play with it. And you clearly hear, as plain as day, the spirits say, "Here, boy." In mm. reference to that stuffed animal, it was a dog, a stuffed dog. Hmm. Very interesting. Um. <clears throat> so, do you have any, I guess, theories around what spirits are, why they're here? Uh, I mean, I, of course, I've I've heard a lot of different things around, you know, intelligent spirits versus uh, just kind of echoes through time. But just curious if you have anything else that. You know, in, in all your work, did you have any, you know, theories around why they're here, why they interact with us, why some want to and some don't? Ah, uh, yes. Um, a lot of times, spirits, um, they don't know, they don't know they passed on, that they died. But, of course, when, 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 you, when you leave your body, you know, you're still just like you are right now. You, you, you just don't have an actual body that you walk around in, but you're still just like you are mm-hmm. in some cases. And spirits, a lot of them don't realize that. And they start um, walking around, and time goes by so quick. And some when you when you're when you pass on, you don't really have any recollection of time, but you don't realize you're gone, and, and it's painful um, to not realize you're gone. And I know that because I've worked with uh, spirits that have that have been so upset because it's like a case we did recently. A, a spirit was so upset because his loved ones weren't paying attention to him anymore. I mean, they were there. They were going about their lives, not paying attention to him. Mm. And he was trying to tell them, "Hey, I'm here. Look at me. Why don't Why don't you pay attention to me anymore?" He went in there, and of course, I had to do a psychic session with it with the spirit and let him know that you have passed on, and that I can give a message to them, and let them know that uh, you still care. And he says, "Well, no, I'm not gone because you can see me." I said, "No, I can see you because I'm a psychic. They can't see you because you know you're a spirit, but you need to move on." And they still love you. They just don't know that you're here. You need to move on. And and so he gave me the message to tell them, I love them that I'm leaving. And I was able to help him move on to the light because I, I can help spirits move on to the light. I, I can tell the spirits to, uh, to close your eyes and the vision of bright light. And, and they will in some cases. And I say, now when you see that light, I want you to walk towards it and, and, and don't look back. Just keep walking. And you got family on the other side that's waiting for you. And, and it works. I mean, I help them move over, cross over. Yeah, I've actually, uh, I've done a little bit of that myself uh, over the last couple of years. Um, and uh, usually, you know, I, I equate it to um, the body, right? When the body dies, the energy that's released with the death of the body itself, that's the energy they're supposed to use to travel to the other side. But be like you said, they don't either, they don't realize they're dead or um, they don't want to go, and so they stay here. They mo- they miss that opportunity. So instead, they need some energy release from someone else to help them travel on. And so that's what I typically do: is uh, build up energy, pull from the earth, uh, the, from the ethereal plane as well, and then push it out and let them use that as their conduit, if you will, to to move on to the next stage. Um, so yes, I and I do understand the feeling of um, that. De- there's definitely a presence in the room when they're there, and then uh, definitely a, a, a vacuum in the room when they're not. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, uh, have you ever encountered a spirit that did go on to the next phase, but is coming back for whatever reason to 
you know, serve as a guide in some cases to the living or just to interact with the living in any way? Yes, I've done cases like that as well. Um, there was one case in particular where a, um, let me see if I can remember exactly how this went. It was a uh, female spirit and she had, um, she, she had, she had passed on and already went over, but she was coming back because she felt like she had unfinished business that she needed, needed to clear up. And, uh, we went in there and did our uh, routine, our normal investigation type stuff. But during that uh, time, I, I sat down. Because w- when we do the investigations, there's always one part of the evening where I will go in just myself and do a, uh, a psychic session. Uh, and I will sit and communicate with these spirits. And uh, <clears throat> this, this spirit was back because she was coming back because she wanted to let the family know about some items that was still in the house that mm. that they didn't know was there but she she cherished those items they were her like possessions and uh, she wanted to make sure those items got kept in good hands and she kept saying that you know I, w- I want my uh, family to take care of this stuff i mean my family take care of my stuff and i said yeah i'll i'll let them know and and she was trying to get some other messages through. I won't say exactly what all she went, what she said. Oh, it was yeah. confidential. But after it was over, I, I, she said she told me goodbye, and I said, "Are you are you crossing over?" She goes, "Yes, I'm leaving." And I'd almost feel, like almost like, uh, kind of like when, when the elevator raises up, mm-hmm. and get that. It, that's what that's what it felt like when she left. It was like she went up, and then you could feel the you could feel the air leaving. Yeah, it, it was. It was some cases it gets heart, heart uh, heartfelt and kind of makes you almost want to cry because it's like you almost feel what they're going through. In some cases, I can with my psychic abilities, like I can feel their uh, their happiness and sadness both. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I've I've definitely been there a couple of different <clears throat> times. Um, you know, it's it's actually raised in me a little bit of an ethical question of um, you know, if a if a business, let's say a hotel, advertises itself as being haunted. Um, and you go in and there's a spirit there that wants to leave. Uh, the business didn't hire you to, to clear the space, right? So, you know, what do you do in this situation? Do you, you know, help the spirit transition or do you keep it there so that the business can continue to market themselves as being haunted? Well, what I would do is, is if this, if the uh, spirit male or female doesn't matter, really wanted to cross over, but didn't know how or needed help. And I would definitely help the spirit cross over because I made a promise to help every person I could. And I don't care if you're a spirit or an animal or whatever, I'm going to help you cross over because that, that is the right thing to do. I mean, if it does hurt the hotel business, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry about that, but you know, I, I put people in, in before profit. So, yep. Well, that's, it's a very good position to take. Um, and it's a very ethical one to take, I think. Um, so yeah. Um, so we've talked a little bit about the experiences you've had as the paranormal, uh, some stuff you've done uh, from a psychic perspective. Uh, you mentioned also that you do some psychic healing. Is that um, like Reiki or is that something else? Well, what I do, is, it's a process that, that, that is written out. And then I put all the words of uh, healings and love. And of course, I put my, my feelings into it. And I do the process as, as I was uh, taught to do. And... As, as I feel, because a lot of times the ETs and the spirit guides, they will tell me what to do on mm-hmm. paper and tell me what to do just in general, because I work with them. And 
<clears throat> when I do the process, I'm able to take that person's, let's say, arthritis, uh, aches and pains, or even, let's say they have cancer or leukemia or different things. I'm, I'm able to help them uh, get rid of that. With this work, I'm able to heal that person. In some cases, it does take several rounds of healing <clears throat> to get rid of the cancer or leukemia or aches and pains in general, uh, depending on how bad the person needs to, how bad the injury is, how long it takes to heal. But usually within three or four sessions, the person will write me back saying they, they've never felt better. Hmm. I've actually took a person who had uh, bad eyesight and I've a I was able to heal their eyesight. Um, I've done uh, anything from headaches to arthritis to, um, I've never done cancer a patient yet. I will say I've never done that yet, but, but I know I could. And I do, um, there's other people that, have, that are in my uh, psychic class that I teach. Uh, twice a week I teach a uh, psychic class. One class is a public class for anybody who's listening can take it. Mm -hmm. Another class is for MUFON individuals. And um, some, of the, some of the students that I've trained in my public class, uh, they're now certified as, as psychics and healers. And so I am um, able to help them, in some cases, help me do the healings. Because if you have two people, or even three or four, do a healing, that increases the energy mm -hmm. of the healing. So it helps the healing quicker. So let's say you had cancer, three or four of us from my group, with your permission, would do the healing, and you'd be healed much quicker than if I just did it myself. It would take longer. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's also very important <clears throat> that the person that's receiving the energy, the healing, has to believe that it will work, right? Um, and I, I think this is probably true with any form of treatment, whether it be traditional medicine or uh, more energetic type medicine, is that you as the recipient of that healing have to believe that it will work uh, very much a situation of mind over matter in that regard and so um, if you believe that whatever you're receiving is going to work and you're going to be healed you actually take what you're being given your body takes it the medicine the energy whatever the case may be and you use it to your benefit to heal that thing within yourself um, you know, I think uh, Joe Dispenza uh, is a very big proponent of, you know, using your own ability to heal yourself. And so I, not not trying to take away what you're doing and, and what you're doing with your class, but you're effectively you're giving them additional medicine in the form of the additional energy healing that you're providing that they can use to heal themselves, provided they believe that they can do so. Um, but I mean, belief is a very big proponent there. If you if you think that. If you go into it and assume it's not going to work or it's woo-woo or whatever the case may be, that's probably what you're going to get out of it. So, Right. And if anybody wants to take my uh, psychic classes, uh, I'm teaching another round starting January 1st. It's an eight-week course. It's only $100. I don't work for money. I work for, I work for love. But uh, you can email me or message me at mufon.chris at yahoo.com and I'll add you to the list of, of uh, people. There's we have up to right now I'm teaching uh, just in the public class I'm doing now I've got roughly about 20 students and uh, so next round is January 1st uh, it's eight weeks you get certified we have a lot of fun we play games give away prizes sometimes so uh, sign up and enjoy what are the uh, kind of for folks that may be listening across time zones what are the days and times typically um, we meet once a week uh, usually on a Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central but uh, I also teach a makeup class on Monday, so if you can't take the Wednesday class, you can attend the Monday class. All um, 
classes are recorded so you can you can have it to watch as many times as you want to get the information and uh yeah sign up uh, and come take the class and uh i teach three levels i teach us psychic that's uh, a basic course 101 and there's a second course which is the healing course learning how to heal and the third course is influencing now the influencing course is where i teach you how to uh, change things like the weather you can control uh, how to how to work the weather how how to change a person's behavior patterns but we, we, i teach everybody how to do this for the good for proper mm. use not not for negative use right but it's a lot of fun i mean i've never had one student that has took my course that has failed and not been able to pass and we have a lot of fun because using these tools you can you can literally find missing children car keys cell phones uh let's say you lost a a dime on the floor somewhere you i would you could use it to find that 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 10 mm. cents that you lost and just great. like yeah, and just like the people who are receiving the energy for healing have to believe, I think a very important part of this is that if you're going to take the course, you have to accept that it's possible, right? You have to accept that what you're going to learn in the course is possible. Um, if you come into it as a skeptic, you're going to leave as a skeptic. Right, and I've had students that came in that that right off the bat say, well, they know they know they know they're going to fail. They know they can't do this, and when I give them their first homework assignment. And then the next week, when I grade their assignment, they are they are completely shocked that they did so well because they they took all the knowledge I gave them and they worked with it and didn't think they were going to turn out to be as good as they did and they, they were shocked because like like what I do is I, is I will uh, take a, a a a picture or an item like it doesn't matter what it is I'll take something like let's say this can of soda and I will um. <clears throat> give them that as a homework assignment their job is to write down and describe that can of soda or a picture whatever it is mm -hmm. and, and they don't think they're going to do as good but when i grade their papers they are shocked that how many of them they were shocked that they were spot on or very very close yeah and it's really just you know trusting your intuition at the end of the day right that gut feeling that tells you whatever you need to know um and that's you know so much of us uh, go through life trusting that gut feeling you know you're sitting in a meeting and you uh you ask a question and after the meeting the boss is like wow i, I would have never thought to ask that question it's that gut feeling that said you should ask it it was going to lead you somewhere good so i think probably a lot of people trust or experience the psychic side of themselves every day uh all of their life they just don't have a label they could put on it right they don't think of it as being psychic they just think it's their gut reaction their intuition um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, once you realize and you put a label on something then you can start to develop that skill a little bit more, just like if you wanted to be able to lift a hundred pounds, what would you do? You would start small and you would work up in your weight until you got to a hundred pounds. Same way with this. I think if you realize that you want to achieve it, you can take small steps to actually achieve it. Right. And everybody has a psychic ability inside them. In fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and state this right now that everybody listening. I guarantee you, I will prove that you are psychic. So, well, that's a pretty big guarantee. So, um, well, uh, Chris, uh, we're just about at time. I try to keep these shows uh, right around uh, 35 minutes to an hour, no more than that. Um, just want to give any opportunity that if we didn't talk about something that you wanted to talk about, uh, or if you wanted to mention something on the show. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I will say that uh, I do work with a lot of uh, different uh, people, individuals. I work several er several areas of MUFON. 
I do a paranormal investigations on television, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, different places. I do a lot of podcasts and interviews. I'm constantly busy, of course, with my three days of, uh, three days, I should say, of teaching or psychic classes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so with all the work I do, it's, it's really been a great uh, experience because I started out uh, years ago as a grocery employee, working as a grocery bagger. And since then, I, I've really, uh, I've really got my career uh, uh, really uh, skyrocketing in a way. Mm. Of course, working with the ETs and making a promise to help every person I could, and I still live up to that. I mean, it doesn't matter what's going on in life. If somebody needs help, I will go help them. If they need a healing, I will heal them, uh, and I never stop. And uh, I will say that someday, someday, some this may all come to an end. But until then, I'm going to keep helping people, keep doing all the work, and I've got a lot of. Uh, a lot, a lot of new uh, paranormal shows coming up. So for those of you who want to stay tuned, uh, go to Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, television. Look up something wicked paranormal investigations. We got some new stuff coming up. I got some movies coming up. A couple of them in theaters coming. I got it. I will. I got a book coming up too. It's called Fear Knowledge. The book will be available on Amazon Prime, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, talks about my journey from encounters as a kid up to where I'm at now that's going to be great to read and uh, just a lot of stuff going on so stay tuned and follow and uh, like and subscribe to all of our stuff and uh, get notified when new things come fantastic and if you had to say um, up until now with all the experience that you've had have you learned anything significant that you could sum up in like you know one or two sentences well, yeah, I have learned uh, something very, very important, and that is never give up because sometimes life can seem like nothing's going right. However, I've learned that all the things I didn't get out of life that I wanted, if I'd have gotten those things, I wouldn't have been here where I'm at right now, including doing this interview. Because yeah. even, even the bad moments in life lead you to a better door that opens up for mm. That's fantastic and very profound. Thank you very, very much, Chris. Well, thank you so much, for, Chris, for coming on the show. Um, really appreciate, uh, you know, the experiences that you've had, some of your ideas and understandings around what this kind of stuff is. Um, and while I have actually had a chance and opportunity to go to your web, go to your YouTube channel, uh, which just a reminder for everybody is Something Wicked Paranormal Investigations. Uh, if you Google that, it'll take you to the YouTube channel. There's also a Facebook page, but I've had a chance to go and watch that video that he spoke about. Um, with the little stuffed dog and the spirit box says here boy i mean it's it's clear it's right in right there in your face so it's a very interesting stuff on their youtube channel i highly recommend everybody to check it out again that's something wicked paranormal investigations swpi <clears throat> um, thank you all again for tuning in for the second episode no i won't continue to say the third one the fourth one the fifth one but i'm just so excited to be able to get things started um, and, uh, really looking forward to seeing who all I get an opportunity to talk with about their experiences, about the ideas they have, etc. So thank you all again for tuning in. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe, follow, like notification bell again, depending on which way you're listening to this on YouTube or as a podcast <clears throat> so that you don't miss a new episode when they come out every two weeks. 
Uh, the next episode after this is going to be with Debs Shakti, which is, you heard me mention her in the first episode when I was speaking with David about some experience stuff, but she is an amazing person, um, has been doing what she is doing for many, many years. Um, I would compare the stuff that she does as similar to the things that Dolores Cannon did with uh, the people that she worked with, but Debs does a lot more beyond what Dolores did. Um, so we're going to be talking with her about her own personal experiences and maybe some experiences that she's had working with other people. So thank you again. Again, if you have your own experience, you can email me. And um, yep, I'll talk to you all in two weeks. Thanks so much for sticking around. Have a great uh, rest of your day, week, month, year, whatever the case may be.